We get a one personal space, two personal space, three. Hey, hello, listeners. This is just a quick disclaimer for this week's episode. As anyone that's listened to the show before knows, uh, there can be some adult language, and anyone that's listening for the first time, please keep that in mind. Uh, we tend to be ourselves and not filter, so occasionally a bad word might come out. If you have any children in the room, please put on some headphones or have them put on some headphones. Thank you. That I don't even care about this. I'm not even interested in having this skin on my personal space. You're listening to the IDP Guys with Sean, John, and Nathan, the Wizards of Fantasy Football. Your go-to source for the individual defensive player strategy. And now, three guys who could only make an NFL team on Madden. Alrighty, welcome back to the IDP guys. This is episode 134. My name is Nathan, and I'm joined with Johnny. Hello. And Sean. What's going on? Not much, not much. Uh, so before we get into the show, I just want to uh, give a little bit of honor to the second round of guys to go out in the IDP Invitational. Make sure that you go to IDP guys and sign up for 2021. But we are now in round two of the playoffs. Uh, we're just past round two, actually. Uh, and here are the guys that, you know, thank you for playing and donating. Uh, but IDP dude, Evan Brown, Eamon Bersini, Mark Berry, Mark Wheeler, Adrian John- Jansen, Andrew Bidlake, David Viveros, Stephen Miner, Justin Varnes, Jeremy, John Lepesto, Todd Foster, Stephen Milner, Drew Dotson, Ben Hartley, JD, Rick Goreski, Joey the Tooth, and Nick LaRusso. Thank you for playing. You did not advance. But it, it's, you know, kind of sad to see the amount of IDP guys in here. But I don't know. I was waiting for Sean to have a uh, dig at Andrew there. <laughs> nope. 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 I'll leave it. I'll let him go. Okay. No, it, All right. We had a good season, and we still got a whole ton of us still in it, so we're looking good. Yeah. Yeah. If I if I were in this league, then I'd be then I'd be talking a little more shit, but I'm not, so I can't really. You should get in for next year. It's fun. Make it your yeah. one NFL. No, that's uh, go. then I gotta no. No, you can do it. You're. I. It's so much work. One league. That's one league. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. Uh, With that, let's get into the question of the week. Who was your playoff MVP this week? Johnny. Uh, I got Jonathan Taylor. He picked a hell of a time to wake up. Man, oh, man. So uh, he's been my RB, two. And you remember last year, uh, the Mike got me in that that league where I won like 300 bucks out of nowhere. Um, Barely snuck in again this year. First round, uh, Taylor just blew the hell up and cruised me right into the semis so that was excellent alex singleton also um you know he was he was free 
and he's been yeah. great. So I'm all about it. What about you guys? I think it's Derrick Henry. He just he did it again. Just the mm. forty point forty point week in the playoffs to just crush dreams. Nice, nice. Uh, mine's gonna be Chase Young uh, in the IDP Invitational. Got thirty one points. So it's very solid from him. Yep. He's one I have zero shares of, unfortunately. That was a, was a sad one. Just everybody was all over him this year. There was no getting him at a reasonable price. Yeah. Yep. Um, all right. So how'd you guys do this week? Johnny? Uh, good. I had, well, decent. I had three buys in Yahoo, so uh, went one and three in the other four leagues. Not ideal, but the uh, the big money is still alive, and really, that's all that matters. Uh, three, three and one, my fantasy league, including semifinals in the, uh, heroes versus villains league, which is pretty sweet. Uh, moved on IDP invitational, which is pretty sweet. Um, and I'm still on Hollywood's eliminator, which is pretty sweet. Uh, six nice. and six and sleeper. Thank you. With three buys and terrible DFS week. How about you guys? Uh, I had a really bad week actually, which is a bummer because I made the playoffs in 19 leagues out of 22. Um, I thought it was only going to be 18, but I snuck in. Um, so made it in 19 out of 22, and then I lost. Uh, let's see. Yeah, so I had five buys, and then I lost nine out of 14 that I actually had to play in this week. So uh, I only won five of the 14. So mm. that was really, really brutal. I had I lost two leagues simultaneously on the Baker Mayfield to Kareem Hunt touchdown. Jesus. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Uh, I'm still in the IDP Invitational, and I went two for four in playoffs this week. So not not too good, but it is what it is. What's up, guys? It's Josh, Adam, and Bobby. Here with the Big Three IDP Podcast. And if you've never listened to our show before, here's just a taste of the insanity that you will get week in and week out with the Big Three IDP Podcast. Skunks are so cute. We just ate White Castle at like 1045 at night. I tell you, one I liked about a little bit more was Jeffrey Simmons. Did you say a Bartman like Steve Bartman? (laughs) I don't like Bartman in Chicago this year. He's going to catch too many foul balls. You know it's all about getting real and getting down to business and getting down to the facts. A lot of men, a lot of mouth. So, if you would like more of the shenanigans that you just heard in these little snippets, be sure to subscribe to the Big Three IDP podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Adding listeners are guaranteed to have a good time. Hey, you can't afford not to do this, baby. That's right, baby. Okie dokie. Uh, not too much news this week. Um, most of it bad. Some of it good. We'll start with the most important news. Lamar Jackson takes a shit. Nearly cost Baltimore the shot at the playoffs. Reaction. Yeah. Uh, 
I think he did. <laughs> I think he did too. That shot to the locker room was he was spiking. He was clenching those cheeks. There's no doubt. Yeah, and, and they're like, get out of the way, get out of the way. <laughs> then he gave to the... That's it's hilarious. Like, it's like you're not doing that if you're cramping. Like you're not super rushed, like yelling at somebody to move. You know, that's how it's going on there. That yeah, that was a panic, uh, a panic run right there. Yeah. She's definitely oh, a man. I uh I love the the jokes today. Oh, after t- today was, it's been great. <laughs> yeah. This, this is my my it's kind of day. Bringing in OBJ into the whole thing too. <laughs> I know against the Browns of all teams, that was perfect. Uh, but no, but real talk though, like that was an incredible game last night. Like holy cow, that was really good. Yeah, aside from just crushing my fantasy football dreams, uh, that was one of the best games of of the year. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, I didn't enjoy some of the outcomes from it either, but whatever. It was a good game. We'll take it. Uh, okay, moving on. Ronald Jones, finger surgery. I don't know if he's done for the year. He's not in this week, though. Fournette was a healthy scratch. What the hell do we do with this? McCoy? Ignore it. No, you don't play McCoy. So like, That's that's kind of my it, thing with even looking at the waiver wire guys this week. It's like, man... If you made it this far, you're not gambling on any of these guys. You know, yeah. you're not picking them up after one week to play them. Yeah, no, I've been saying a lot of that too. There's, there's just stuff that you don't screw around with this late in, in the, uh, in the game. Um, we'll have to see what happens though. Do you know why Fournette was a healthy scratch? I have no idea what happened there. I saw something, and this is just going based off the headline, but it was kind of on a, what seemed to be on a whim. Bruce Arians just kind of. Sat Fournette and wanted to give LeCoy, Le, LeSean LeCoy, LeCoy. yeah, yeah, uh, a shot, mm. and he I was bet. pleasantly surprised. That was pretty much the headline. Sure, but like, which is Keyshawn, Keyshawn Vaughn hasn't really played at all this year. If it weren't about Fournette, they would have had Keyshawn Vaughn be the scratch, and no one would have noticed. You know, like, yeah. For, so I don't know. This is Fournette's not good. Like he's just not. He's not a good running back. So I don't know. I this doesn't like it surprises me. But meh, whatever. Do you think it has anything to do with like in Jacksonville? He was he had character problems and problems with the coaches. Do you think that's rearing its head in Tampa because they're losing, but? kind of winning like they're on this fine line of just above mediocre i don't know regardless like he's not he's not good enough to demand it you know like if if this were zeke Mm -hmm. having attitude problems with the coaches zeke isn't getting a healthy scratch it's not happening so um like this could be indicative of some relationship with the coach but it's also definitely indicative of how they feel about him as a talent Mm mm-hmm Alrighty, we'll see what happens. Uh, Andrew Sandejo concussion. I haven't really. I saw the headline. I haven't had a chance to dive into this yet. Um, I would assume it's Sheldrick Redwine since Ronnie Harrison's on IR. Um, I don't know. We'll see. But like Sean said, it's it's too late in the game to screw around with this. Just leave it alone. Go somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
This one's interesting, though. Devontae Parker hamstring, Lynn Bowden got some play this week. Any interest there? He got playing time last week as well. Um, so it, you're not playing him in redrafts. And he's already rostered in Dynasty. If he's not rostered in Dynasty, he was he got picked up last week. And if somehow, by some miracle, he didn't get picked up last week, then, yeah, you pick him up. But um, he's going to be rostered everywhere, I think. So you're not playing him in redrafts. You're not playing him if you're in the playoffs in Dynasty. You're acquiring him if you can in Dynasty. But, like, I don't know. It, the whole thing is super strange to me because – um, I don't know how closely you followed him, but he was a college wide receiver that then uh, had to play quarterback his senior year because the, their top three quarterbacks got injured. <laughs> um, so he just basically ran the wildcat all year and he did decent doing it. So they moved him to running back when he was coming into the NFL or the Raiders drafted him as a running back. And then they traded him before the season even started. So like, very strange that you're going to draft somebody with the knowledge that you're changing their position and it's going to be a minute and then trade them before the season starts. And then he goes to Miami and they're not like loaded at running back. And then he doesn't see the field all year. And then he comes in last week and plays some wide receiver. I don't know. It's the whole thing is just weird. Um, I don't know what's going on with him, but I still like him as a dynasty prospect. Uh, he's probably pretty cheap to acquire, though he was basically free a couple of weeks ago. So whatever. Yeah, no, I uh, I want a title with him. He's great, and his his grandma had her house raided. Remember that? And everyone thought it was him. And yeah, there's yeah. been a lot of weird stuff going on there, but uh, we'll see. Uh, okay, this is for you Lions fans. What's up with Stafford's ribs? Don't know. Just sit him down. Rest him the rest of the year. I heard it was a, uh, a f- cartilage fracture in his Ooh. ribs. So Sweet. essentially like bone pulling away from sternum. So, at least in my mind, I would imagine. Um, <laughs> Dr. Nate over here making his own calls. <laughs> I mean, that's just kind of like what I'm picturing because knowing Stafford, it's probably brutal and gruesome, and yet he still could play. Yeah, uh, Lions need to just sit him down for the year. Yeah, yeah. He needs to yeah. go and be with his wife and kids. <laughs> you know, like what are you doing still out there? There's a pandemic yeah. going on. Enjoy yeah. your time. Yeah, this is comfort sh- of your mansion. They should shut everyone down. They really should, but whatever. Uh, okay, Drew Brees. I guess re-injured his shoulder throwing before the game last week. Now he's doubtful for week 15. Not ideal. Um, you guys see this? Yeah. Uh, I guess we got more of the sad, sad Taysom Hill show. It's too bad, too, because that would have been a epic matchup if uh, Breeze was there. You know, That would have been yeah. great. The Taysom Hill show is just so much less fun than we thought it was going to be. Yeah, it's not, not. It's not yeah. entertaining. Yeah, there's nothing fun about it at all. Um, what is fun is streaming Janoris Jenkins and Marshawn Lattimore this week against KC. That's what's fun. Uh, sure. Okay, Gardner Minshew got his job back. Ooh, yeah, yay! 
Yeah. Stashed I, back. I don't know if uh, if they were worried that Glennon got too close to winning or <laughs> against the Vikings or what the deal is, but I don't know. If it were me, I'm signing. Uh, I'm signing Nate, and I'm putting him in at quarterback, and just seeing how it goes. Because you do not want to. Win. Exactly, you do not want to win another game, though. Yeah. Oh, I hear you. Okay. Uh, Rodney McLeod, ACL, done for the year. I did not see a direct replacement for this, but you know, once again, it's a little late in the game to be screwing around with this stuff. So just leave it alone. Yeah. And last but not. Yeah, there you go. Start them studs. And last but not least, Justin Reed, done for the season. A.J. Moore is the replacement, but, you know, I wouldn't. Uh, Moving on, we got some notes. We'll start with the football notes and then descend into shenanigans. Sean sent me this earlier this week. Do you want to break this down for us, Sean, the corner chart? Yeah. uh, Can you credit who it came from? It should say in the bottom right. I don't have it in front of me. NFL Fast R. Or... No, that's Anthony Raynard. Thank you. NFL Fast Star is where they got the data. Um, So basically, it is a chart that is showing um, how often a player is targeted or uh, how often a player is targeted in coverage versus how effective they've been um, in coverage. And what you'll notice is, is that while you definitely have some corners that are in the like targeted often and also not playing good defense um, that have been effective as cornerbacks, um, most of the top cornerbacks or top defensive backs, at least by most of the scorings I'm playing, are the guys that are getting targeted often and play good defense. Um, and I think that like this is kind of something that's still a bit of a misnomer in IDP is like, Yes, you can sometimes have success by getting players that are bad enough that they just get crushed all the time and they just get tackles. But like your upside is getting the guys that are still getting targeted but play good defense. So this is where Byron Jones, uh, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, um, looks like Denzel Ward, uh, my guy Carlton Davis, um, Trayvon Diggs, Isaiah Oliver, a lot of these guys, uh, Lamarcus Joyner, that just like have been putting up. Xavier decent... Howard, that's that's the big one. Yeah, yeah Zay, well, Xavier Howard, Chauncey Gardner Johnson, Carlton Davis have all been really, really successful this year. Yeah. Um, and that that's what it is is like they're good at defense. They're getting those good, those big plays, the pass deflections, interceptions, all that stuff. Um, they're also uh, not going to get removed from the field and they're still getting targeted. Um, yeah. So those are kind of the guys that you want to look at in the future. Yeah. And I also thought it was interesting, the rarely targeted good defense guys. So these are the guys that I would only stream in the right matchup because they, it's it's right. They're not targeted that often unless it's like KC's in town or something, you know, or some pass happy def- uh, offense that's you know you know it's going to be a shootout. Like that's when you can go Tre'Davious White. That's when you can go Jalen Ramsey. Like otherwise, no one's no one's throwing at them. So it's yeah. you know that's not who you want to go with. Yeah, and when you look at the guys that are rarely targeted but poor defense, there's almost nothing valuable there aside from Marcus Peters who uh 
he's a he's a rare cat because he just does whatever he wants. Um, like I don't know, there there was a report this week about how he did not get cleared medically, and he just kind of like checked himself back into the game after an injury, and then just ran and blitzed anyway. And then there was the play from uh, from Monday where he just lined up like a yard offsides, just like just did it because he wanted to get a better press on him and didn't notice. He was just right up in the dude's face. Like he just kind of plays that game where he just goes for everything. So he's going to get those big plays, even if he's not getting targeted. And if, even if he gets toasted. Yep. I, I think you can see some teams starting to catch on to this though. So AJ Terrell, right? Like, yeah, I mean, he, he's been okay. He's been mediocre production wise all season. Uh, last week against the chargers, he got targeted like 15 times. I think he was on Keenan, that's why. But it's crazy. He had a monster week. I think he's one of the best corner rookie corners on PFF. I'm pulling it up right now. I'm guessing if I had to guess it's Cam Dantzler and then maybe him. But go ahead. Yeah, no, I was just saying, like, you know, so maybe that's starting to turn around a little bit. Um it's interesting though, seeing uh, Patrick Peterson over here in rarely targeted poor defense and also often targeted poor defense. Darius Slay down there too. Like, Yeah, Slay's been getting cooked. Uh, Peterson doesn't really surprise me all that much because uh, he's still got the name reputation even if he hasn't, even if he's over the hill. Yeah, um, yeah for the record, AJ Terrell is the number one rookie corner per pff this year um if we look at overall corners he's probably somewhere up there um who's who's still first right now is it jair or james Bradbury? uh xavian howard is uh top corner this year so it's xavian howard and then jair xavier rhodes making a really nice comeback up there at five my guy marlon humphrey down there at eight who i'd absolutely love in idp but yeah um so yeah aj terrell has had a really really solid rookie campaign um rookie corners typically get toasted and this year especially like you've seen just like coverage has been really hard all around this year um because defense didn't have a lot of time to prepare um and cornerbacks one of the toughest transitions they had short camps all that stuff and then they're also just like the penalties have been very much in favor of the offense and not the defense. So you seem pretty much across the board. The rookie corners have just not been playing well. And uh, so AJ Terrell kind of like going above and beyond those expectations has been really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This yeah, chart absolutely. is pretty nifty uh, looking at it. I mean, essentially you've got, you know, the, the one quadrant being like your everyday studs and then it kind of goes to your, uh, matchup based, and then pretty much anything below that middle line, um, you don't want to touch. Yeah, like so if you, yeah, no, it's a it's a super useful chart. So check that out, and then uh, sorry, what was the name of the guy again? Anthony Reinhard. Sure, perfect. Thank you. That's yes, cool. sir. Uh, okay, moving on <clears throat> to degenerate talk. Well, I guess we'll get there. So. First things first. Did you guys see the the Marvel and the Star Wars drops the other day? Yeah. Oh my god! I know, Sean. Let's hear it. Let's hear the negative Nancy talk about all of it. Go ahead. 
I I don't have anything negative to say about the upcoming shows aside from I hope they do it not like the Mandalorian. Like I'm I'm sorry. Like the only reason people like the Mandalorian is because it's Star Wars. If they had made that and it was not connected to the Star Wars universe, nobody would care because it's not good. Like there are a couple of good episodes here and there, but for the most part what it is is it Spencer. is it's fan service, but worse than that. I don't mind fan service. Like, do a little fan service here and there, sure. But, like, as long as it's a well-made product and a well-written storyline, I'm, I'm down for it. It is if you played a fucking 80-hour video game and... Or, sorry, an 8-hour video game and you get 2 hours of main mission and then 6 hours of meaningless side quests. They're fucking fetch quests. Like, Mandalorian is a fetch quest show where like we're going to stop on this planet and oh my god like come save me i need you to go across the planet to get this flower and bring it back for me and yeah you're going to fight all kinds of cool monsters but you're going to get this stupid fucking flower bring it back to this woman who's going to give you 15 gold and then you're going to ride off and go to your next fucking side mission like the mandalorian is the definition of a bunch of meaningless side quests. It is the boring part of Assassin's Creed where it's like, oh, we're going to give you this side quest and we're going to send you to the complete opposite side of the map all the way to the Northwest. Then you're going to come all the way to the Southeast and then you're going to have to go back to the Northwest again to finish this fucking quest where you got a fucking flower and you walk away and nobody gives a goddamn motherfucking shit about anything that happens five <laughs> minutes after it's over. And that's the Mandalorian aside from like, you know, the episodes like on either end where they actually develop the plot. It's they had so much potential with that show and the production quality and the budget they have that it is one of the most disgusting letdowns that I have seen on television, given the expectations and what they had to work with. Jesus. I used a child or something. No, I'm sorry. I just, when I see the kind of budget they have, the actors they have attached and the universe they're working with, I expect a decent product. And I got first two episodes of season one. And then the last episode of season one, those were good products. The rest of it was a waste of time. And the only thing anybody wanted to talk about was the fan service where it was like, Oh, did you see they went back to this planet? Did you see they met the, did you catch the Easter eggs? It's like, yeah, but like, not, but like none of that mattered. Like none of it had anything to do with anything. It was just like, it, like it was the equivalent of stopping for gas and having a zany mission at the gas station and then moving on to your next gas station and just cutting out the journey in between. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I can, like, I can see I like what it. you're saying. I mean, yeah. I, I like it. I like it a I lot. I love it. Um, I love that's it. Okay. That's okay. That's okay. I don't, up. It's, great. it's great. I don't mind people that enjoy it. About Admiral Thrawn. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's all that's the fan service. Awesome. And I don't mind that people enjoy it. Everybody is welcome yeah. to enjoy it. But at the same time, like I get so much blowback for my criticisms of it, where it's like most people, if they think about it long enough, it's like, yeah, okay, those are valid criticisms, but I don't really care because I enjoy Star Wars enough that I can enjoy it even if it's subpar from what it should be. Correct. That's me. 
Yep. And I can totally respect that. I just don't like it. And I really hope that they go a different direction with the rest of their products because like imagine watching one of these superhero shows, like imagine watching Loki where it's just like no overarching plot. And it's just like some zany mission every episode. And like, you have no, like nothing you're striving toward. Yeah. Well, Marvel's so, never done that. Yeah. Wait, no, but it's what all is Disney. The what is the difference between this and like old Star Trek where it was episodic there, and completely like every episode the, was there, there is a new thing. There isn't. It's episodic. It's procedural. It's so you just don't like episodic TV shows. There aren't what so, this comes down to. No TV has evolved beyond that. You look at who still does like not comedies. If you eliminate comedies from the genre or sitcoms, all that stuff. And you look at specifically dramas, action adventure, you don't see like premier cable network shows that mm-hmm. do it that way because that is meant to be digested mindlessly it's not meant to be taken seriously like the places you see stuff like that is like abc fox you know you'll you'll see like the latest cop drama and stuff like you don't see that on hbo you don't see it on fx you don't see it on any of the places that make like things that are very highly regarded television you know it's just like if you're gonna dump an HBO budget into something, you should have an HBO quality product and you're just not getting it. To be fair, HBO hasn't been great lately either, but like, like at procedural shows generally so, don't lend to quality television unless it's a comedy. So well, we continue this thing, but I just want to say like, is there nothing to trying to break that mold and like, offer something new so that you're not bogged down with all of these shows that are like breaking bad or, or, you know, where it's just good TV, but like so highly concept driven. And you, if you miss a episode, you're, you you can't catch up to the next one. Like, right. And that's, and that's the thing. That's, that's the thing though. The reason you do it episodically is so that, you can miss an episode. It makes it more marketable, but it makes it a worse product. And that's why television has evolved beyond that. It's not that you're trying something new. You're just going back to the old style of like TV when it wasn't like, like TV was not like TV is on par with cinema now in terms of quality. And the reason for that is because they can tell a complete story and they have longer to get you invested with the characters and you can get more in depth with the plot and the world and all that stuff. And you can keep your momentum over the course of a season. Mm. Episodically, you're losing one of the primary factors of television, which is the story, the momentum the the stakes there's no there's no stakes in one of those random episodes of mandalorian so you know he's going to get off the planet and go to the next planet right right well this segment isn't sean hates everything it's what are we looking forward to with marvel and star wars (laughs) so i i'm looking forward to loki and i'm looking forward to andor for star wars that looks cool i like that character cassian in uh rogue one yeah i'm cautiously optimistic about all of them where that's going to be something where 
I'm not going to have any expectations until they happen. And then after a couple episodes, I'll be able to decide like, is this my thing or is this more fan service? Gotcha. Hayden Christian. Oops, no, go ahead. Which, which ones are you into? Uh, Ahsoka. I'm Ooh. curious on that one. Um, definitely Kenobi. Yes. And, uh, out of left field, the new Mighty Ducks TV show. <laughs> so Hayden Christensen coming back. You guys for or against? I am for. I am against. Uh, I <laughs> give him another chance. Give him another chance. Come on, he's grown up. He's going to be in the suit. And do they have James Earl Jones voicing him? Yes. Uh, so that that's they? the thing where it's like that so is, is the ultimate. That is the ultimate example of fan service. Where it's like, there's no reason for this. This isn't. This isn't going to make the product better. We're just doing this so they can. Everyone will talk about how Caden Christensen's coming back, and look they, at us. Here we are. They're, they're going to have to do some non-helmet stuff if they do that. Or, or it's just like, why would you yeah. pay all that money to put him in a suit? That's crazy. Are we <laughs> sure that? You have to pay him any more money than anybody else at this point. Like, no, that's true. Not at, not at this point. Not at this no. Point. So but, I don't know, but they'll probably have him for a couple of flashbacks and yeah. stuff. And yeah, but true. like, that'd be, that'd be cool. Yeah, sure. But like bringing him back, you're just doing that so that you can say, Oh, we brought back Hayden Christensen. There's no value to that. So you know what this reminds me of, remember Netflix, like five years ago when, yeah. They just greenlit everything. Yep. <laughs> and I mean, I don't know that how much Netflix TV do you watch anymore? None. I'm wondering if this is just Disney Plus is the new hot thing. They're just trying to capitalize on as much as possible. Well, and they don't have a huge library. Right. Well, and that's the thing. Disney Plus is trying to merge with Hulu because like, honestly, I don't know how like people aren't more upset about Disney plus. It's like, we signed up for this feature expecting content and we got the Mandalorian and that's it. <laughs> and it's like, dude, I just paid X amount of money a month for a year to get like eight episodes of the Mandalorian, <laughs> like, <laughs> which I didn't even like, I like imagine paying that much money for one show and just being cool with it. So I think they're starting to get the heat where people are unsubscribing. Cause it's like, man, what are we even fucking doing with Disney plus? And so they had to release all this shit. They, they did promise more. And, uh, isn't yeah. the, uh, vision show coming out like January, yep. February. Uh, well, I canceled Disney plus. So I'll wait to wait to see what some of my, Friends who are not brainwashed by Disney, uh, tell me about, that's, uh, that's, about the that's new fine. shows. That's fine. You know what I did watch as a bonus though, um, Mulan, the live action movie. It was pretty good. Yeah, what did, yeah. it was all right. It was all right. It was good. It was. It was. Uh, it had some heartwarming moments. Uh, we've gone way off the rails, but whatever. Yeah, I don't we have. We're gonna go further off the rails. So, do it. Sh Sean, what type of schlong did you design in Cyberpunk 2077? I went with large type two. With purple pubes and a heart shape. Oh man, um, I didn't know we were gonna we were gonna have the specific specs. Um, I went with tiny though, because then I, I like <laughs> went, so, so, so I I made this ridiculous I made this ridiculous dude, and I took a picture of him and I sent it to one of my friends slash ex boss, 
uh, in a group chat with a bunch of our friends. It was like, I'm playing as Jimmy if he never met his wife. And he's just got, you know, the blue half shaved head, piercings everywhere, face tattoos and all that stuff. So, uh, so obviously if I'm, if I'm doing the bit, you got to also give him a, give him a tiny dick. Cause I mean, <laughs> what, what are you doing? If you're making fun of someone and then just giving him a giant schlong, what's even the uh, point? I was telling Nate, it's so weird and realistic to the point where if, if you're looking at your guy without the clothes and the inventory screen and you move them around, the junk sways. Yeah, it just like flop, it like flops yeah, around. Flops around. Unbelievable. <laughs> wow. All right. I, I guess we can get back on track. <laughs> you can tell it's the one, end one of last, the one, one last thing about Cyberpunk, though. Why? Like, why have so much detail in the character creation screen when it's a first-person-only game and you, like, see yourself in the mirror every once in a while? It makes no sense. It's it's honestly my my primary complaint about the game so far, which I have loved, by the way. Um, but my primary complaint about the game is that it should have been a third-person game, like, 100%, because the character creation was dope, and I was really excited and then you just never see your character. And then on top of that, no game has successfully done sword combat as in the first person. Like, it's fine, but it's always better in the third person. And stealth mechanics are always better in the third person. And, like, those are two things that are kind of lacking in the game so far for me. So, uh, honestly, like, I think this would have been probably twice as good a game if it would have been third person and that's saying a lot because i am really enjoying it right now yeah excellent so far yep nice you should do a cut in and just like at the beginning be like we're gonna ramble so if you want to my fantasy football shirt.com is your place to get top quality fantasy football gear get yourself some merch from some of your favorite podcasts need some custom shirts for your league contact us today just go to my fantasy football shirt.com All right, so this is the part of the show where we pair players together, see who we like, who we What happened? Oh, did you oh, mute him? Around. Oh, my God. <laughs> you earned it. <laughs> all right, all right. So let's get into the gut check. The audience knows what's up here. Uh, let's go with last week. Um pair of running backs i think this checks this uh this tracks for this week indianapolis running backs naeem hines jonathan taylor 174 votes 80 percent jt yeah that was never in doubt yep well uh, it, it was a couple of weeks ago it ain't now <laughs> yeah <laughs> for this year anyway right right Okay, so pair of defensive ends, Cincinnati's Sam Hubbard versus the Raiders' Max Double X Crosby. 163 votes, 65% Sam Hubbard. I still like Max Crosby, but I'm not going to argue with those results. All right. And here we go by a C here. Uh, Jacksonville's Joe Schubert, linebacker. Versus Atlanta's 
Deion Jones, uh, 174 votes, 51%. Joe Schobert. Yeah, it's because they listen to you slander him and just say he was a scrub and a nobody. And <laughs> so I do line, have to apologize. Was he linebacker four? <laughs> Uh, Sean pointed out one of Joey's tweets that I had retweeted and had read that had talked about how great Deion Jones was this year. Okay, not only did it, the best part was not only did it talk about how great Deion Jones was, but it was calling out people that called him washed, which is basically what you did. <laughs> I know things. <laughs> oh, right. man. That was pretty great too, because I just responded with that gif, and then Joey was just like, "What's what's going on?" <laughs> so yeah, no, I still want Deion Jones. I like I I think Joe Schobert's a great linebacker. Um, I don't think there are a lot of great linebackers in the NFL right now. Um, I think we're in that transition period where NFL teams are starting to figure out what works at linebacker. Um, and there aren't that many at the moment. I think Joe Schobert's one of them. Um, it's kind of a tangent, but just like side note is stuff like, like evidence of that is guys like Troy Dye. who's like a pure coverage linebacker who was six round pick. And he was actually playing and playing decent this year and playing a decent number of snaps. And I think the NFL is starting to figure out that coverage matters more than anything else. Mm. Gotcha. All right, Johnny, take us through this week's gut checks. Yeah, actually, that's funny you mentioned that. Uh, Christian Kirksey's in trouble for being crappy in coverage lately, too. I was just yeah. looking at that right before we started. Um, not great. Oh, all right, here we go. Uh, this week we got uh, two of the top five wide receivers. Depending where you are, what league, what your league settings are, uh, I mean, it, what is it? It's Diggs and Hill, right? That That's it. That's the top two in most places. So, yeah, what do we got in all those COVID leagues? I'm pretty sure it's Hill, Diggs. I'm about to find out. But anyway, do you want Stephon Diggs or DeAndre Hopkins? I'm going to go off the beaten path a little bit. I'm going to go Diggs here. I really like his role in Buffalo quite a bit. So top five are Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams, Stephon Diggs, DK Metcalf, DeAndre Hopkins. Gotcha. I forgot about Adams. Yep. And he didn't play a couple games. He might be running away with this thing if he had. Yeah. Um, so I think I still want Hopkins. Uh, we've seen super, super intense growth from Josh Allen this year. Um, I think a large part of that has to do with uh, Brian Dable running a really nice scheme over in Buffalo. And he's going to get a head coaching job after this year, almost certainly. And it's tough to say who they're going to get as their offensive coordinator, what they're going to do, how well they're going to draw plays, how aggressive they're going to be, how well they're going to cater to Josh Allen. And I think that Stefan Diggs is kind of going to ride the roller coaster with uh, Josh Allen. I'd rather ride the roller coaster with, uh, with Deandre Hopkins and Kyler Murray at this point, just, because I think we're going to know what we're getting in terms of the offensive scheme for a couple of years. Hey. Um, I think I like digs. 
We shall see. We'll throw it out to the people. Uh, okay, second one, Para Young, really good IDP safeties and just overall safeties. Uh, Jesse Bates, I believe this is his third year? Yeah? Uh, third or fourth. Yeah. And Jeremy Chin, this is his first year. Uh, who do you guys want? I think I think I want Bates still, just by a little bit. Um, nothing scientific. Worse offense, although Burrow, you know, that's just now. When Burrow's there, I think it's probably a better offense. Uh, he, he's proven it, though. He's proven it longer. Uh, what do you think? Yeah. Uh, Chin has been an average safety so far this year. He's put up a lot of numbers, but in terms of like actual like play on the field, he's missing a ton of tackles, and he's been like hit or miss in terms of coverage. Uh, he's got to be near the top of the league in missed tackles, if I had to guess. So, like for me, he's putting up numbers, but Jesse Bates, we know what we have. We know we have probably a top three safety in the NFL, um, top five at the very least, and. Jeremy Chin, you still need to see some growth there. And if he kind of stays as what he is right now, those splash plays aren't going to be consistent. They're not going to be stable. You know, those will go away at some point. And like, you can't be somebody that hates Eddie Jackson and hates Minka Fitzpatrick, but likes Jeremy Chin because it's pretty much the same thing. It's, you're going to be relying on a, right. You're going to be, except with a player that, isn't quite as good as those two. So um, yeah, for me, it's definitely Jesse Bates. Uh, I really like Jeremy Chin moving forward, but like if he stays what he is right now, he's not going to be the asset you're paying for it. He needs to continue his development. Yeah. My gut, uh, I feel more confident in Jesse Bates just and, looking at those names. Right, and, and I guarantee you, well, I don't guarantee it, but I wouldn't be surprised if Chin won because everyone's excited about the last two weeks here with the with the splash plays. But if you look at his game logs, it's it's that or nothing, basically. Like Right. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, that's what you're going to get with them. So um, if you, like, this is actually kind of an interesting experiment because you might, if you have Jeremy Chin, you might be able to trade him straight up for Jesse Bates, and I would prefer, you might be able to trade him for, like, Jesse Bates in a third. And if that's the case, I'm all in on that. So, Yeah, it's wow. a good call. Good call. Okay, and last but not least, these guys were less than a point apart. That's why I grabbed them in the league. I took this from Miles Jack or Fred Warner. And I'm going to go off script. I'm going to say Miles Jack. I like that. Oh. Yeah, I think, it's, I think it's a more productive position. I really do. Oh, my God. And I'm going Fred Warner. I can't believe that what? this is the- I can't believe this is the first time that you're supporting Miles Jack and I'm not. Wow. <laughs> I, I have been telling you, Miles Jack is coming back. He's just got to get in the right situation on that defense, and he is a talented player. And he's gonna he's gonna put up numbers. So I'm glad we got you to come around on it at least. That's wild. I um, I I was going into this thinking Miles Jack, and I thought I was gonna get some shame from Johnny, uh, but. Apparently, apparently not. And, and I, here, here's, the, here's the thing with the Niners too. Like their offense is not what it could be. It's it's in shambles. And yeah. Warner and Greenlaw have both been like a shell of themselves this year. Like they're going to see even less time on the field next year. You know, like not more. 
I don't know that that's true. I think if they get a different quarterback, they're going to be able to throw the ball. So they're going to have less of these like drawn out, ridiculous, sustained drives where they're draining 25 seconds of play for eight plays and getting like 12 yards. <laughs> well, th- that's, think- that's what I'm saying. Less, less time on the field. I'm saying we're going to see less of those. You're going to be able to throw the ball more, which is going to conserve a little more. Oh, okay. He's saying the you. offense will go faster. Yeah, no, yeah. I got it. I thought you were going the other way with this. All right. No, I got you. Yep. So you think Jimmy G's not long for San Francisco? I don't think so, but uh, they haven't said anything otherwise. Kyle Shanahan is too smart a guy to think that Jimmy G is a good quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, he's a good husband, though. That's all that matters. What are you going to tell are Joey? You, yeah. I mean, I'm more worried about Joey's fan account. Yeah. Um, I don't know what's going to do. I don't know. We don't want to know what that guy's going to do. I want to see that meltdown now. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> oh, man. All righty. At Big Jimmy G guy. Big Jimmy, big Jimmy G guy. I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah. All righty. Now is the time for our listener questions. We're just going to go straight into the fact that you pretty much have to join Slack to get pulled for these questions unless you email Johnny's Outlook directly. But in 2021, if you saw or read our newsletter that was emailed out, you'll notice that uh, there's going to be we're launching into Patreon again. And there is a level of where you can watch the show and ask questions directly to us afterwards. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. We'll have more information after the website. But Johnny, give us those questions. Okie dokie. Just a couple this week. Uh, okay, so Tony from the Slack chat wants to know. So he's he's got a situation that I find myself in in quite a few places this year because Quite frankly, the Bills' offense is not what it used to be. It's a lot better. Uh, their time of possession is better. Their defense spends less time on the field. Um, they're blowing people out, so the run game is not as much of a thing. Those easy run-stopping tackles are fewer and farer between. So he says, in a shallow IDP league, I believe it's like two linebackers, so pretty shallow. Uh, would you continue to roll a Tremaine Edmonds or stream based on opposing offense? And I said stream based on opposing offense. What do you guys think? I agree with that, but I thought he gave us a list of options and they weren't good. Uh, we had this conversation like a day or two ago and I said, send me your options before Tuesday. I don't think we've gotten anything yet. I wrote okay. down. Yeah, if it's, I'll, if I'll it's just it. a choice, if it's just a choice of streaming or Tremaine Edmonds, definitely stream. Right. That yeah, that's what I'm saying. Um, and you know, in some ones, it, in a shallow league like that, you could probably go Tyrell Adams, Colts, Jerome Baker, Pats. Plus the injuries there, Jerome Baker, Pats it's, is probably solid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Lange, I, Neville Hewitt, Rams. Like 
Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I'd take, I still like Tremaine Edmonds better than any of these guys. Except for maybe Jamie Collins versus the Titans. Yeah. I don't know. I just, uh, all right. So let's see. Lions, Titans. I, I think Titans dominate that one. Um, they're they're going to run the ball a ton, though. That's what I'm saying. So Jamie Collins. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's, 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 that's the one. That's the one I would take, I think. Houston, Houston, same deal, I feel like, against the Colts. Like, who's right? Houston's Jamie offense Collins, is shit right now. Jamie Collins is the only decent linebacker on that list, though. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm looking at uh, Edmonds' numbers, and who do they got this week? Um, I, I don't think, know. I think that's the question we need answered. Well, I'll find out for you in under a second here. Yeah, Jermaine uh, Edmonds is playing against Denver. Oh, uh, yeah, that's not great. Yeah, I'd go elsewhere. I don't know. Just send us the options in Slack. We'll figure it yeah. out. All righty, moving on. We've got Lamar Crapson at Outlook.com asks, do you guys know of any playoff challenges or playoff leagues going on this offseason? Nate, what do you got for us? Um. Well, I guess it sounds like we're revitalizing the IDP guys playoff challenge. Uh, I will get to figuring out when we're going to launch that. This was, I forgot about them. Yeah, no, I mean, we're not there yet, but, but yeah, usually we're we're near playoffs. Right, right. Usually once we get there, uh, Dingus coach will set some up. Uh, We usually, we usually set one up. Um, There'll be a couple floating around. Yep. And so, cool. Alrighty, so we're gonna do our weekend review and most important waivers, and we're going into playoffs. So it's really important waivers. Playoffs. Playoffs. <laughs> Play- playoffs? Talk yeah. about playoffs. <laughs> yeah, okay. So on the IDP side of things, David Long is now the full-time inside linebacker for the Titans. I don't know how great that is, but it's true. It happened. Uh, Kazir White is back from COVID IR, I believe it was. Uh, Jermaine Carter remains a decent option. To hear White Ed is still displaced. Dante Jackson is back. That's always a good streaming option if the matchup is right and he's healthy, which is not often, but when it happens, it's good. Uh, Darian Thompson still when Donovan Wilson is out. Todd Davis, yes, if Eric Hendricks, no. Micah Kaiser is back from IR this week. Be careful not to get stuck with Troy Reader. I don't know exactly if that's going to happen, but just check, like, you know, LA media or beat writers before kickoff to make sure. Uh, Duke Riley, if no TJ Edwards. Um, oh, this one's interesting. No Simmons or Campbell. They split the position precisely last week. Yeah, that was pretty disappointing as yeah. someone who owns both of them. Uh-huh. Not ideal. <laughs> so that's fun. Uh, that sucked. Yeah. Um, Avery Williamson, yes. Uh, Marcus Allen, not the running back, was the other linebacker uh, for the Steelers. But it was iffy. Um, I would just not do that. And if Spillane's back, sure. Uh, if Vince Williams is back, definitely. 
Uh, that's what I got on the IDP side. Sean, you got some offense? Yeah, so again, disclaimer, like you can pick these guys up, but there's no reason to play any of them. So at this point, why even bother? Um, but uh, Lynn Bowden, yes, uh, for Dynasty. Jalen Hurts, 2QB, yes. Um, then basically down the line here, Higgins, Thomas, Edwards, Smith, Fournette, uh, Cole Komet, KJ Hamler. These guys are all guys that are definitely rostered in Dynasty, and you're not going to play them in redraft. Chad Hansen, not a huge fan. Uh, don't think he's super talented, but worth an add in Dynasty if it's a deep league. LaShawn McCoy, don't bother in either format. He's going to be retired soon. And James Washington is the same boat as the guys I listed before, where he's definitely rostered in Dynasty, and uh, he's not worth rostering in redrafts because you're not you're not going to start him in the next two weeks. So you guys are NFC North people. What's up with MVS? He's about as spotty as anyone. Would you ever trust him? I mean, he's he's a guy. So for me, guys like that are always based on the matchup with like the actual person you're playing against. So if I'm projected to lose, that means I need, given the average of all my players, I'm probably going to lose. So I need a couple of splash performances. So if I'm projected to lose, I'll throw guys like that in the lineup because it's like, yeah, if things align, you know, blow up and works out. Um, if I'm projected to win, I make sure none of those guys are in my lineup. I want the safer guys. It's like, give me the guys that may not have that ceiling that MVS has, but I know they're like, give me a Jarvis Landry that's going to catch six balls for 58 yards and a touchdown maybe. Um because I would much rather get some points than no points if I'm projected to be ahead of somebody. Um, and by projected, it's like not necessarily your Yahoo projections, but like, do you look good to win this week if everything goes as it should? If the answer is no, go for your big time hitters. You're just swing for the fences. If the answer is yes, then play your safe guys. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of a Sammy Watkins type. No, Sammy Watkins is somebody that I I won't even even if oh, I really? need a even if I need a big win, I'm not playing Sammy. I got uh saddled with him in a couple leagues, which hasn't been great, but he has come through a couple times. Yeah. The problem with Sammy is you're expecting it because it's like, yeah, Patrick Mahomes, like, how could he not get a bunch of yards and maybe a touchdown, and then he realized, like, oh, he just doesn't get thrown to. <laughs> yep. yep. Uh, all right, so let's get into our over, met, and under for the week. Uh, Johnny, who'd you got? Uh, over. Roquan Smith. Good Lord. Gigantic week. Uh, AJ Terrell. That, that was nice. Uh, called that in the Streaming Corners article. I mean, the matchup was perfect, but Jesus Christ, 13 combined tackles. That was crazy. Uh, Jerome Baker also uh, benefited from Noah Van Noy, Noah Landon Roberts, um, and a lot of you know, easy tackles. So that was nice. Uh, Met expectations. Alex Singleton, Miles Jack, Aaron Donald, Cat, get out of here. Uh, underproduced. 
Christian Kirksey, 68% of snaps this week. And I think it was like 60 the week before. He's he's in the doghouse. I would figure out a backup plan. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago where I said, like, oh, was that? No, that was Blake Martinez. That was the guy he replaced. But, yeah, both of them. They're both the same thing. <laughs> they're not that good. Yeah, Martinez has been fine, though. Uh, Von Bell and Jesse Bates, bad weeks. That I mean, they've had two. Each the entire year, it, it's fine. Yeah. They'll be fine. It happens. Yep. Fantasy football it just sucks that it happens during playoffs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Generally. All right, Sean, what do you got for offense? Uh, over Drew Lock. Uh, I think he was QB five. He's HCL. Yeah, he's great. He's terrible. So, uh, yeah, over expectations. Miles Sanders. After weeks of doing nothing, thirty points. Whatever. T.Y. Hilton. I've been trying to trade him for a third-round pick all year long, and then these last three weeks he just blows up, and uh, trade deadline has already passed. This is my nightmare. Uh, Mike Gusecki, 27 points. He was tight end two on the on the year. He's been so bad this year, just disappointing. Um, under expectations, Matt Ryan at 8.3. Brutal. Giovanni Bernard. <laughs> 2.3 points. And like, man, he had played decent when he was filling in for Mixon. And then he just didn't play and everybody else played and they played fine. It just, that was, that was a killer. Jamison Crowder's had a fantastic year and then closes it out with 2.7 points. Uh, Hayden Hurst has been decent. 2.2 points. That's brutal. Um, met expectations. Lamar finally had the week that we were hoping he would have. In terms Recaptive. of fantasy, yeah, yeah. I mean, the news just got to do it more often. Um, constipation's okay a bitch, that. man. Uh, Clyde Edwards Lair, um, after getting stifled by Le'Veon Bell's corpse for the last five weeks, had a really nice week this week. Um, this should be an over, but I put met expectations for Lynn Bowden because this is what the expectations were at the beginning of the year before he got traded and all that stuff. Like we expected he would see playing time. He got drafted in a decent slot. He was dynamic in college, all that. So um, he had like 18 points or something. And that's obviously more than you would expect from him, but him doing things is meeting expectations. And then uh, Mark Andrews had a nice week too, um, to my detriment. Please. Alrighty. Uh, so my over, uh, he was also my MVP, Chase Young. Uh, he had that 47-yard fumble recovery touchdown. Uh, so that's definitely over. That's not what he's going to be doing all the time, but it was nice. Uh, met Tyrell Adams, four tackles, three assists, and a sack. That was pretty nice. And uh, Buda Baker, two tackles, four assists. Not quite Buda worthy. I mean, it wasn't bad. Eight points, uh, but it's not what you expect. Uh, mm-hmm. I have uh, a lot yeah. of, I have a lot of Buddha. Yeah, I bet you do. Dynasty Football Digest, your new essential site for dynasty information. For as little as $1 a month, gain access to all that we have to offer. Rankings, trends, ADP, in-season assets, and a Slack chat just for subscribers. Purchase today at DynastyFootballDigest.com. 
Alrighty, time for steak and salad. Johnny, what's your steak this week? Uh, cyberpunk, d- designing my meat, playing the game, seeing seeing Keanu, Keanu Reeves. That was pretty cool. Uh, enjoyed the Boba Fett cameo. That was great. Uh, the Expanse season five dropped today. Definitely looking Thanks. forward to that. In the stand on CBS All Access drops in a couple days. That's going to be hopefully pretty good as well. It drops tomorrow, doesn't it? Seventeenth. I just read. Uh, okay. Shit. <laughs> News the sixteenth or the seventeenth. Um, I am <laughs> really hoping that's good. CBS is super concerning, but uh, uh-huh. I wish HBO had done it. <laughs> right. Well, it was originally supposed to be FX, I think, and then they they bailed on it. Um, and then CBS picked it up. So we'll see the, uh, the trailer looks like it could go either way. Like I'm, I'm so hopeful that it's good because I love the stand. It's one of my favorite all time books. It's um, yeah, favorite Stephen King book. And, uh, the, the casting for the man in black, I think was good, but we'll see, you know, Whoopi Goldberg was a weird choice. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah. I like, that's the type of character where it's like you don't want somebody super recognizable. <laughs> like I just, I don't know. I like shows like this where they're like iconic characters and like you want to fill them with non-iconic actors because like you don't want to like go into a character that you already know and love and be like, uh, like that's Whoopi Goldberg and not <laughs> be able to associate it, you know? So I don't know. That was a weird choice, but I'm really hoping it's good because I'm I'm gonna probably quit the podcast if it's not. Alrighty, <laughs> it's a great book. Yeah. So, Sean, what's your stake? I got a PS5 today. Uh, yeah, yeah. Finally, and uh, and my buddy got two today. <laughs> it's like, Why do you need two? Sell one. I, no, he's, he's not selling them. It's like there are a bunch of us trying to get them right now. And so it's like, yeah, if I like he already has one, too. He got two more today. So they're just they're just going to friends that have been trying to get them forever. We're all in this together. So, um, yeah, if I get another one, we'll talk, Johnny. Nice. Uh, so that was my steak. Uh, my salad is that my heat is out right now. I got a space heater going right now and it's Minnesota like eight degrees so oh, nice. tight yeah just cargo up in your i know it's like three days to fix my heat it's like dude no get your ass out of here like today i called you at 10 a.m get your ass out of here now hmm. nice Jesus. Um, all right so my stake is uh i am deep into season two of brooklyn Nine Nine. first time watching First time watching, solid show. Uh, just um, keeps getting better as it goes on, too. Yeah, no, I'm really liking it. Um, I kind so I got Peacock free with uh, <laughs> Xfinity, and I've been watching the different streaming. Like I've got almost all of the different streaming services, um, and this one I started watching. Uh, parks and rec for like the 31st 32nd time through and i finished up uh about a week ago and i was like i don't know what i'm gonna watch next you know i I like to have something that has a lot of episodes a lot of seasons and i can just kind of put on while i work 
and ancient aliens much, huh ancient, ancient aliens, aliens. <laughs> that actually sounds pretty interesting but uh <laughs> it was the next up like recommendation after parks and rec which makes sense it's pretty much the same show just they're cops and it's andy sandberg right um, the office parks and rec brooklyn Nine yeah. Nine. yeah it's all kind of the same thing um so i just went right into it and i had tried giving it a shot before and i didn't really keep going after like the second episode but this one i just i'm in season two now before the show did you like or hate andy sandberg i liked him okay i hated andy sandberg in most of the things i had seen him in um and i really liked him in brooklyn 99 i thought he reeled it in a little bit you know he was a little less like just annoying yeah, that was something I did like about his character. Do like about his character is it's not like I w- originally was envisioning Michael Scott, and then it was more like ability to be Michael Scott, but normal. Right. He had a human element to him that was relatable, which is different than essentially Parks and Rec and The Office. That's like Leslie Nope couldn't shut it off. But yeah, she wasn't the, as bad as Michael Scott. Right. Like you, you and I think I enjoyed both the characters, but like they weren't really relatable. Right. In any it, way. This, Andy Samberg's character is just, he likes to fuck around, which I can, we, we like our shenanigans here in IDP guys. So <laughs> I know not me. No, but yeah, no, it's, it's good. Uh, as far as my salad, uh, I dropped two playoff leagues in the first round this, this week, uh, the IDP, uh, legacy dynasty, whatever league, um, and the mayhem league. So two mm. somewhat important leagues. So that wasn't, yeah. that wasn't cool. Uh, I didn't even realize that I was sniffing at uh playoff in the mayhem league. Joey had to kind of like elbow me and be like, Hey man, like, you might want to put in a little bit of effort. You're only like a game out. And uh, so I focused on it a little more, got into playoffs and was out in the first round. Cause I had to play the number one seed. Mm. Mm-hmm. Cause it was eight team uh, playoffs. Yep. So, but yeah, that is my salad. Johnny what's your salad. Uh, the burnout is setting in. I'm fucking done, man. I, I may not get I may not I may not get to fifteen thousand words this week. I don't and I don't give a shit. I really don't. I'm fucking done. And I'm, you should end your article that way. Yeah, and I'm just you tired just of say, it. Just be like, yo, dude, I'm at twelve thousand words. I'm not doing anymore. I don't give a shit. Peace, and then give a little emoji at the end of the article. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll, I mean, I'll stick. It's it's the same every year. You know how it is when we yeah. get to this point. I'm just fucking tired of it. I want to play cyberpunk. I don't want to write this fucking shit anymore. <laughs> I just want to play cyberpunk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. More That's it. Yeah, I, I know. We'll get through it like we always do because it's not our first fucking rodeo. But yeah, no, it is one of those things that like this part of the season, especially for <laughs> fantasy analysts. I mean, we've been doing this show weekly for now uh well we had covid this year so it has been compressed a little bit but 15 weeks essentially weekly before that was bi-weekly writing is like we're we're right on our vacation time 
we sure, get but... to put down the pen, put down the mic, and just enjoy some enjoy football, football and instead yeah. of you know having to worry about everything every week. What's that like? <laughs> well, the show's been going for three years. I think the show really started like two weeks ago when he figured out how to introduce gut check. <laughs> just rebrand it episode one we got gut check figured out just roll with it from there i'm just gonna title this episode episode one yeah. <laughs> uh but yeah no it's um i feel you johnny i know especially the amount of work you put in on a weekly basis but you do benefit from some notoriety in the idp twitter universe people i do see them reaching out and saying holy fuck how do you put fifteen thousand words on a page every week so it's funny too because your season is coming to a close my season's about to start like i get my burnout right around the time the season starts you get yours right around the time it ends this mm. is true yeah yeah and we're gonna be really deep i mean i already said Cocksucker. So yeah, we're gonna be balls deep in this thing this year, with um the draft and stuff. And I mean, yep. Jesus. Well, even before, well, right after you were done, Johnny, and before Sean kick, kicks up, I have to completely remodel two websites. Yeah. So I have two. I have, and I have a ticking clock. Like I have to get it done no more than two months, preferably much sooner so uh that's i'm i'm looking forward to that because that's kind of my season starting and all of the stuff we've got going on for next year is going to be great oh, it's, it's going to be incredible yeah and it's going to no be doubt. awesome it's every year uh kind of just i guess one more stake i put out that um that letter to our subscribers everyone on our email list and i actually went back and looked at last year's letter that I sent out because it's becoming a routine thing where uh, right at the end of the year, I kind of do a thank you and talk about what's coming for the next year. And last year I had stated that we're going to be evolving our uh, premium content, increasing it, uh, increasing the subscription options and, and that stuff. And I mentioned the, uh, the draft magazine, all things that we successfully completed. And now going above and beyond even farther. So like, it's one of those things that now I'm looking forward to. What am I going to be writing in next year's newsletter? What are we going to be doing going into 2022? And where are we going to be at? It's, I don't know. It's probably cool. a porno. Could be. <laughs> Very well could be. Never know um, where, where we're going to branch off into. Involve some poop. Probably <laughs> involve some poop. Beats and Meats podcast, yeah. <laughs> All right, here we go. The IDP Guys is your number one resource for IDP information for your fantasy leagues. For as little as $1 a month, get access to all that we have to offer. Rankings, ADP trade calculator, in-season assets, and a Slack chat to get personal help all year round. Purchase today at idpguys.org. Alrighty, and before I give this off to the Greek, uh, this is brought to you by Statement Games. Play statementgames.com, uh, rank prop bets, 
uh, your top 10, play against people, and uh, have a good time. And we uh, sponsor the Sunday night NFL match. Uh, this week is uh, Giants versus Browns. Yep. yep. Yeah, it got, it got flexed there, I believe. Yeah, flex, flex to there. And uh, so, Johnny, you want to go in a little more about the game and uh, how the contest and what we're doing? Yeah, so statementgames.com. Um, you can either create an account or sign in using Google, so it's nice and easy. Like Nate said, you rank uh, prop bets in order of confidence, 1 to 10, 10 being worth the most points. Uh, and they're based on prop bets from the game for players. Uh, we get the Sunday night contest, Sunday night game every week. Last week's winner was Jan McGorry. Congratulations, Jan McGorry. You've won a jersey of your choosing, player, team, and size. Congrats. Yay. Yay. Uh, all right. And this week we got some props. I haven't chosen them yet, but I kind of enjoy doing them with you guys. So I think that's just how we're going to do it from now on. Uh, okay. So we got Browns. We got Giants. Um, a lot of people talking about how the Browns DST is like a good option the next two weeks. I'm into it. Giants offense is hot garbage. Uh, we'll start with Wayne Gallman over or under a touchdown. So half a touchdown. He has to have either one or zero. I'm going under hmm. yeah i'll take the under uh, that one's okay, close, if, you're one and a, if you're one and a half i'd take the under for sure oh no doubt yeah that one's iffy yeah mm-hmm. i could so, see the over if he's the starter and if the game works out that way right right and, and you know if we were looking at the actual contest there's like what 40 props or something there's a ton of props yeah i, I just wouldn't take that one um yep, yep. nope all right, Wayne Gallman over under 66 and a half rushing yards. Uh, yeah, I mean, I could see that too. I could see that too. Really That's could. the easy under for me. I don't think okay. there's any way that they are ahead for enough in the game for that to happen. And the Browns also like to run the football, which runs the clock. And, you know, I don't know. Yeah, game script is not going to work out well for them this week. Uh, Nick Chubb. Oh, this one's interesting. Over or under one and a half touchdowns. I think he gets one for sure. Two is iffy. Yeah, I'll take the under on that too. Yeah, I think he probably gets one. Hunt gets one. Yeah, I can see that. Kareem Hunt over or under 43 and a half rushing yards. Rushing. Uh, I'll go over. Yeah, I think I'd take the over on that too. Baker Mayfield over or under 220.5 passing yards. I don't know if he's going to need to pass that much. That feels right on the line, though, you know? Yeah. Um, Coming off the game he had last week, they might want to open it up a little bit. Um, Yeah, give me over the 220. I think it probably ends up around, like, 235, 240. Yeah, I could see that, too. The Giants' defense gives me pause, though, because they shut down Seattle. They made Kyler look human. I don't know, man. Yeah, you got a good point. Yeah, I think I'm taking the under on that one. Um, We'll see. And last two total points, over or under 45 and a half total between two teams. I think I'm going under. What do you guys think? I think that's under. Yeah, I'm going under because I think that, like, the Giants could just lay a dud entirely. And I think if they don't, that it probably still ends up somewhere around that line, you know? Um. So I think odds are it ends up around that line, but you also had the bonus chance that the Giants just 
completely suck and it ends up way lower. Right, right. It's either, you know, 33 or 38 to 3 Browns or it's like 21-20 Browns. See, and I don't even think it gets to 38 to 3 because the Browns, the way they run their offense, like they like to run the football. If they get ahead, they're just going to run run it into the ground, run all the clock, whatever. So, like for me, it might end up in that like, you know, 22-21 range, but it also could just be like the 22 to 3 range. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I think I think the under safe though. Um okay, last one. Browns will win by over four and a half, or Browns will not win by over four and a half. I think they win by over four and a half. I think so too. Yeah, I'll take that. Beautiful. All righty. Uh other picks last week we had <laughs> Packers money line. It was interesting for a little bit. And didn't yeah. uh, didn't what's his face get hosed on a touchdown too? Um, yeah, Marvin Jones. It wasn't yeah. a touchdown. It was it was like the one yard line. But yeah, that should have been a catch. Gotcha. Not great. Um, alrighty. So this week I got Rams money line. I mean, you know, whatever. I I know it's like minus two thousand, but take out a second mortgage. There you go. <laughs> they got the Jets for Christ's sakes. They'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well. At home. In Los Angeles. <laughs> Not that that matters nowadays, but whatever. I mean, it wouldn't matter if COVID didn't exist. LA doesn't um, have fans. So. But I think if, if that affects anyone, it would affect teams going coast to coast right now with Jet Yeah, Lions. good point. Good. Oh, look it's at me. Wow. Yeah. I'm taking I, the Jets. <laughs> put your butt on it. No. Yeah. <laughs> All righty. Well, with that, we're going to close out episode 134. Make sure you're following us on the Twitter uh, at IDP guys. I'm at Nate Cheat. John is at Orangeman2142. And Sean is at Lanny1925. Subscribe to the show. Go to IDPGuys.org. In the sidebar on the left, there is links to iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and an RSS feed for the podcatcher of your choice. While you're there, become a subscriber to the site. Uh, Essentially, a dollar a month gets you access to premium data, premium uh, tools, as well as the Slack chat where you get access to us and the writers 24 7, 365, pretty much answering all the questions that come through. Uh, check out our YouTube. Make sure you're subscribed. Writer Digest Network, R E I T E R. That's where you'd be able to watch the show. Um, each week as we put it out and finally make sure you pre-order your nfl draft 2021 magazines go to idp guys right now uh we got a got a couple weeks before the website uh goes in into maintenance for a couple months so if you want to secure those magazines before that uh that maintenance uh make sure and do it as soon as possible you got until week 17 is over uh and then we'll have the maintenance page up on idp guys and dynasty football digest as we remodel and switch everything over going into 2021 after that you'll have to wait until february but uh all right with that lamar jackson took a shit <laughs>